Amen. I'd like to welcome everyone to Spirit and Life International Ministry, where we are slim, where we are building believers according to their true identity and purpose in Christ. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We'd like to welcome everyone that has joined us by way of our teleconference line, by way of our podcast, by way of our website, www.sim.church. We're thankful for having you with us this morning. We welcome you this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. This morning, I want to continue in the vein that we started in in our midweek teaching concerning precepts, concepts, perception, and perspective. Amen. We should be up to Paul. And God began to reveal some things to me after Wednesday night concerning that teaching. Amen. God began to reveal some very interesting truth to me pertaining to that teaching. One one statement my my pastor said this and and it reigns true. And I want you to get this down in your spirit is this, that misconceptions will always hinder manifestations. Misconceptions will always hinder manifestations. This is what I'm saying. When things are misconceived, then wrong things can be produced. That's good. When things are misconceived, wrong things can be produced. See, our concepts should always derive from precepts. Our concepts should always derive from precepts. A concept should never come from another concept. Now we do know the definition of these words, I'm going to run through it, that a precept is the original ideas or words or message that forms a concept. Amen. And we understand that the concepts are the thoughts and ideas joined together to shape how you view life. Amen. So a precept is what God said. And a concept is what you think. You got it. Amen. A precept is what God said. And a concept is what you think. So this is what I'm getting at. If what you think is wrong, you will produce an error. Because the misconception will hinder the manifestation. Amen. A concept should always derive from the precept. What you think should always come from what God said. See, what you think should never come from what somebody else thinks. What you think should always derive from what God said. See, when what you think Come from what someone else thinks and not from what God said, then there's a high possibility that you receive a misconception. See, it's like this here. If I was to start here and whisper a word in my wife's ear and tell her pass that word on, by the time that word gets to Mr. Lester is not going to be exactly what I said. Amen. Amen. So we couldn't build our conception off of what the last person told Mr. Lester. But in order for your conception to be correct, each one of you have to come to me personally and let me say it in your ear. See, many of us are misconceived because we're taking the thoughts of others and making that our thought. Instead of personally listening to the thing that God is revealing to our heart. See, God desires a personal relationship with us. He wants to speak to us, to our spirits, from his spirit concerning his word. 
And that word that is revealed needs to be the thing our mind can see. You got to do it. See, we have to come to a place where the word of God is our only governing, is our governing authority in life. I mean, it's the thing that rules us. It's the thing that shapes us. It's the thing that we, the only thing that we stand on. Meaning our belief systems and our concepts, what we know, can't come from any other place. Amen. The word of God has to be our only reality. This is why John 4 24 it says that God is a spirit. John 1 and 1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Amen. Amen. John 6 and 63 says it this way. It says, It is the spirit that quickened. For the flesh profited nothing. For the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The word is God. God is a spirit. The word is life and spirit. They're all tied into one. So if we are created in God's image after his likeness, then the word and spirit that God is is the same word and spirit that we are. And the word that he speaks to us that is spirit in life. We are the same word, spirit, being that speaks that spirit in life word as well. Amen. 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 See, glory to God, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but this is what I'm getting at. This is what I'm getting at. The reason Setting the foundation, because once I go on, I want to set this straight. The reason I teach directly from multiple scriptures is to let you see the precept for yourself. Amen. I feel when I teach and preach to you, I have to teach and preach to you from what God said. So I don't give you my concept, and you make my concept your concept. But I want you to see what God's words say. Amen. So you can attach it to your spirit and give birth to your content. Because the same God that speaks to me in study, the same God that speaks to me after doing prayer, and the same God that speaks to me during meditation has some words he wants to say to you. Amen. Amen. See, I don't want what I think to become the thing you think. I want what God say to become the thing you think. So when you feel like old pastor turning to too many scriptures and, and pastor going over here in the Bible and pastor going over there in the Bible, you should be thankful Amen. that I'm not giving you my opinion of the word, but I'm turning to you to the place where I got what he said so you can see that I'm giving you what he said so you can see where my thoughts come from. So when you attach that word to your spirit, He'll give you some thoughts from the source where my thoughts came from. Amen. See, you should want a teaching church to build you Amen. instead of the thoughts of another man that can bring you to a misconception. Because when you are misconceived, your manifestation will be him. So if you are misconceived by what you know about you, what you manifest in life can be a complete error. See, I, turn with me, Ephesians 4. You got to back what you say by the word. Amen. Everything someone preaches and teaches to you need to be backed by the word. Amen. Amen. You should want to see the word for yourself. Amen. 
I wanted to go to two, two, two versions of this word. I know y'all be like, he going King James, he going Amplified. But I'm trying to show you the precept. See, you should need to see exactly what he said. Ephesians 4. 4 11. When you get there, let me hear you say, I got it. Say it loud. I got it. Amen. Ephesians 4 11. Amen. Look what it says. It says that he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. See, we hear a lot about the apostles. We see we hear a lot about prophets so and so. We hear a lot about evangelists so and so. We hear a lot about pastors, but who? Is willing to be the teacher. But as the scripture goes on. It says. That he gave those. That I named the five. Four ministry gifts. Some call it. That it will be for the perfecting. Of the saints. For the work. Of the ministry. For the edifying. Of the body of Christ. See, we are the body of Christ. So he gave those five to edify us. To, but, but how long will we be edified? It says until we all come into the unity of the faith. That means we have to come together in the faith of God. Amen. So they, they want to teach until we all get to a level of faith like the faith of God. Now, when I say the faith of God, God's faith operates like this. It's safe, then see. If his word said, they believe it and say it, even if they don't see it right now. But it said he gave them fire until everybody come into the unity of that type of faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God. So it's tying the two together. It's saying that you need to have the faith of God and the knowledge of a of the Son of God. But look what it says after that. It says unto a perfect man, the God of mine. So they, there is a such, such thing as a perfect man, and it says unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Look what it says. You got to get that. So those five. Including the teacher. You only mostly hear about the four, but including the teacher. Their job is to, to edify you, to perfect you, to work that ministry until you come into the same type of God type faith and the knowledge of the, what the Son of God has until a perfect man, until the measure of the stature of the fullness of him. That means whatever Christ is in spirit, they should be. Building you up to the same measurement, the same width, the same size, the same stature, and the same fullness and completeness of all that Christ is. They don't need to be telling you what their concepts are. They need to be leading you from the precept. In order for you to be built up and your concept come to the fullness of all that Christ is. Because look what it says in verse 14. It says... When you get to that level, they're doing what they're supposed to do. That you will be no more henceforth, no more children. It said that we henceforth be no more children. Being tossed to and from and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men. And cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things. Which is the head, even Christ. So you don't get tossed to and from by other concepts of men telling you what you want to hear and tickling your ears and entertaining your soul just so they can get paid while leading you astray. But the word that is taught to you should come from what God says in order to build you up and to grow into all things, which is the head, even Christ. So the word should be building you up to be exactly what Jesus is. Amen. Amen. I'm glad I got through that foundation. Amen. Amen. That was good. Now I have a question. Since we got through this. 
We understand that the word is our governing authority. We understand that we are word compatible. We understand that what he say has to be the thing that we think. His precept has to be our concept. Amen. Amen. That's very important. For this reason. Glory to God. Because your concept is the thing that develops your perception. What you think determines how you see yourself. See, majority of our trouble in life ain't the devil. It ain't everybody around us. But it's our own mind. Our concepts are messed up. See, all through life what we've been doing, we, 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 we are the joint collection of our thoughts. We, 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 what we are today, speaking from humanly speaking, or a joint collection of our thoughts, we are the total amount of all we've been taught since we've been young, all that we experience, all that we come to know on our own, and what has been poured into us by family, friends, parents, and all those other things. That's where our concepts come from. But if any of those concepts are not in line with the precept, then we need to get rid of those concepts. So any thought that we have that's not going along with what he said, then that thought isn't healthy or valuable to us. We have to get in line with the precept. So, with that being said, I have a question for you. You can answer it on your own, how you want. Take it life, but take it serious. Who told you who you think you are is who you think you is? I'll let that sit in your spirit for a minute. Who told you who you think you are is who you think you is? Who told you who you think you are is who you think you is. Do you know yourself? I'm 41, some older than me and some younger than me, but we've been living according to a belief in a concept that we don't know if it's true. Have we been here all these years Heart beating, mind thinking, but actually being a complete lie. Let it resonate. What I'm asking, in other words, is what words shape the conception that develop your perception? What caused your mind to think about you the way you think about you and caused you to believe that that's really you? I like it when it's quiet. <laughs> See, I'm preaching. I'm, God gave me this message and I stayed up late with it because it bothered me. I had to repent myself about certain things. We say stuff, that's just how I am. You know, I don't, I don't rock like that. And Man, that ain't me right there. But who are you? How you know that ain't you if you don't really know who you is? And if who you is really ain't you, then what you gonna do? 
See, the, the enemy feeds off ignorance of self. See, you know if he keeps you ignorant of you, he can abuse you. So the next thing new come up, you'll try. Because you think that's the thing that's going on. You'll be following trends instead of following the word. <laughs> See, there are two types of knowledge. There are two types of knowledge. There's what you call acquired knowledge. That is information received from study, research, teaching, or experience. We have spent majority of our lives taking in acquired knowledge and making that our reality. Now what don't really line up with who we think we are, we'll toss that away and say that ain't me. I don't rock like that. That, that, that ain't what I do. But how you know that ain't how you rock? How you know that ain't what you do if you don't really know you? Acquired knowledge. That's information received from study, from research, from teachings, or experience. Then there's revealed knowledge. Amen. Revealed knowledge is the revealing or communicating of divine truth or divine information. Revealed knowledge. A short word for revealed knowledge is revelation. Revealed information. Revelation. Amen. And that's the revealing or communicating of divine truth or divine information. How many of us believe that God is a divine being? God is a divine being. Amen. So if God is a divine being and you are created in his image and after his likeness, what does that make you? Divine being in spirit. Amen. So, things that are like communicate and relate in like matters. Amen. Amen. That means two dogs, two fish, or, or two cats, or two birds, two tigers can get together and understand and communicate with each other at a level and understand what each other means. But when we get around them, we don't know what they mean. Amen. So, if we, if God is a divine being and we are like beings like God because we were created in this way. Amen. See what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to hatch you out from thinking according to the dirt man or the body that you're in and begin to think according to the man God created you to be. Your life rests on this truth. But back to what I was saying. That God is a divine being. And you are a being like God. And that revealed knowledge is the revealing or communicating of divine truth or divine information. It seems like to me that if you want to know the truth about you, if you want to know the truth of who you are and how you operate and where you need to go, that your truth needs to not come from acquired knowledge, but from revealed knowledge. Because you're a word compatible now. Just like barking between dogs is dog compatible because they're communicating with each other through the bark. Amen. Just like two frogs, they're ribbit compatible, I say, because they're ribbit amongst each other and they understand what they're doing. Amen. 
The cats are purring. Communicate between each other. So they're purring matters between each other because that's their way of communicating with each other. And they know how they rule against each other. Oh, but that's the way they operate and communicate amongst each other. Could it be that we, our reality has been coming from the wrong communication? See, we've been getting our reality from the communication of man instead of the divine communication of God. We've been taking what man say, which is what he draw from his own concept, instead of what God communicated say, which come from the precept. So it looked like we ought to be looking for revealed knowledge instead of acquired knowledge in order to know who we are. Amen. Amen. See, man is a spirit and word being just like God. So it is vitally important for his conception and perception to come from the word of God only. His conception and perception must come from the word of God only. So what he thinks, conception, and how he view himself, perception, has to come from what God said, the precept. Because if what man thinks and how he sees himself come from any other source than God, then the way man thinks and the way man sees himself is a lie. God, who is the word, is our source. We derive from him. So if something is your source, it gives you all you need. It gives you your identity. It gives you your reality. It gives you your truth. It gives you what you need to survive. It gives you what you need to know. It gives you all the information you need for you to be successful and reach your potential and your ability. And every accomplishment has to come from the source. Amen. Amen. This speaker could not be effective as a speaker if I unplug. Amen. He can stand there, look like a speaker. We know it's supposed to play and carry out sound. We know the ability of it. We know the potential of it. We know the truth of what it was created to do. But if I take it away from its source, it can't do it. See, our information about us has been coming from the wrong place. See, I take for instance a fish. The source of a fish is water. Everything the fish need comes from water. Its food source is in the water. The type of being that it needs knowledge is water knowledge. How it gets in hunts with food comes from the water. Its potential is in the water. Its ability is water ability. That's why the fish had fins and not and not legs. That's why the fish have gills and not lungs. That's why some fish have have, 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 have the long whiskers and, and, and some have scales to protect them and, and all these different things but it's makeup and build up came from what it sources. Amen. So the fish can't grab its concept. I don't know what type of brain the fish got. But whatever the fish thinking and how the fish see itself can't come from information from the land. It has to come from water. 
cattle, beasts, every creepy thing. Animals. Land animals. Everything about it is in land. It can't go to the water and get the type of information that it needs. In order for it to hide, think, or see itself. So why us as children of God want to get information about ourselves outside of ourselves? Why we want to go to what others say instead of what the words say in order to get our reality on who we are? See, as man, we are word compatible. Meaning we are compatible with the word of God. That means what the word says, the same word as the spirit, the same word as God, attach itself to our spirit. We are word being. We are shaped by word. Everything we say starts with the word. I guarantee you get an idea you're going to say something to somebody about it. Even if you got to say it to yourself. Amen. Even if you're sitting there and start a business. You say something. Words confirm you. You are a word product. You were spoken together and into existence by a word. Amen. So that makes you word compatible. Amen. Good God Almighty. Can I can I teach this morning? Tell me the first Corinthians. Chapter two. Verse six. First Corinthians chapter two verse six. You get that in the head, you say, I got it. I got it. Remember, there's two types of knowledge. Amen. Is what they say. I'm gonna keep it short. Two types of knowledge. The knowledge either come from what they say, or what God say. Keep it short. They say information has governed us for years. Well, God say information been trying to get in for years. But we work backwards. When God, when what God say doesn't quite line up with what everybody, what they say or what the majority say, we shrink back on what God say. Amen. But as believers, we need to flip the script. Amen. Amen. We need to get to a point where with what they say don't line up with what God say. We need to shrink back from what they say. Amen. Amen. But remember that's two types of knowledge. Now look what the word says. 1 Corinthians 2 and 6. It says, How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world. <laughs> Said, nor the princes of this world that come to know. Said, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Which none of the princes of the world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So they done knew what God was thinking when Jesus was dying. They said, hold on, let's not kill him. Because if we kill them, everybody will have an opportunity to be saved. But they could not understand God's wisdom because they were functioning off another type of knowledge. They were full of what they say. Amen. But look what it says in 9. It says, but as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. So, there's some stuff that the senses can't take in. An eye had not seen it, an ear had not heard it, nor has entered into a heart of man a thing which God had prepared for them that love him. But this is the thing. God had revealed them to us by his spirit. Now remember, there are two types of knowledge. Acquired knowledge, what they say. They reveal knowledge revelation what God said. So it got some stuff that we can't get through the natural. Say, I have not seen, ears have not heard, or not entered into the heart of man what God had prepared for them who love him. 
But it said God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. So there's some things we can't get through acquired knowledge that God wants to reveal to us through revealed knowledge by his spirit. So he won't reveal it to us. By his spirit. Amen. But look what it says out there. It says, For the spirit searches all the things, yet the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So the spirit of God gives us access to the mind of God. Amen. So God's spirit in our spirit gives us God concept. God precept, what he say in his word, tells us that his spirit come and gives us his concept. So God's word, when it attached to his, well God's word, amen, let me get it straight. His precept, what he say? Amen. What his word says, that his spirit come with his concept. So, God's spirit gives us access to my, God's mind. Amen. God's spirit comes with the mindset of God. Amen. So, God's spirit gives you God's concept. Amen. So, God's spirit gives you what he thinks. Amen. Amen. So, it says, we're in verse 12, huh? Went through 11 and said, well, For what man knows the things of man, save the spirit of man, which is in it, even so the things of God know no man but the spirit of God. Amen. So look at verse 12 says, It says, Now we have not received the spirit of the world. So if the spirit of God comes with the mind of God. Amen. So it comes with the concept of God. So the spirit of the world must come with the mind of the world. It comes with the world concept. Amen. Amen. So if it said we have not received. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. It's saying that we have not received the mind of the world. Amen. It's saying that we have not received the concept of the world. Amen. But the spirit which is of God. Amen. That we might know the things that are freely given to us by God. Now let's rewind it back there. That's good right there. That's the turning point. You got to grab this. This is a transition scripture here. It says that you have not received, you have received not the spirit of the world. So you have not received the mind of the world. So you have, you should not possess the concept of the world. You shouldn't have a worldly concept if you are a son of God. But it says that we have received the spirit which is of God. That we may know the things that are freely given to us by God. So this is what it's saying. You have not received the spirit of the world, meaning you have not received the mind of the world, meaning you should not have the world concept. But it said you have received the spirit of God, so you have received the mind of God, so you should have a God concept. So if the way you used to think is shaping with how you view yourself, the way you used to think and what you have no more. It says you have received the spirit of God. So if you have received the spirit of God, you have received the mind of God. So the way you view yourself needs to be the way God thinks about you. It says, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teach. Two types of nine. So now that I have God's mind, I say what God said. Say, now I speak not in the words which man's wisdom teach. See, I don't talk no more like the world talk. Because I don't have the world concept. Because he who set the precept said me his spirit giving me access into his mind. See, the key, I'm getting ahead of myself, I'll tell you the key later. It says, which things also we speak, not in the words which the man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. 
You are word compatible. Look what it says. It says we don't talk like the world talks no more. Because I don't have the world concept. Because I don't have the spirit of the world, meaning I don't have the world's mind. But now I have the spirit of God. Meaning I have access to the mind of God. Meaning I got the concept of God. So if I got the godly concept, then I speak what God say. Amen. Amen. So when I speak what God say, I don't speak the words of what man wisdom teaches. So I'm not speaking what the world talking about. I'm not teaching according to what the word talking about. I'm speaking what the word is talking about. Amen. See, but look what it says. It says, but I'm not teaching the man's wisdom. I'm in verse 13. But I'm speaking but which the Holy Ghost teaches. So my teaching is not derived from man's wisdom. It is derived from God's mindset. Because I'm teaching what the Holy Ghost teaches. Because the Holy Ghost comes with the mind of God. Amen. The Holy Ghost gave me access to his mind so I could say what he thinking. Because now I mean his thoughts, my thoughts. Amen. But look what it says. Why am I able to teach what the Holy Ghost teaches? Because it's comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Amen. You got to see it. This is what it's doing. It's comparing spiritual things with spiritual. It's comparing spiritual things with spirit. It's comparing spiritual things with spirit. You see, what are spiritual things? We, we, we talked about God is a spirit. God is a word. John 4 24, God is a spirit. John 1 and 1, God is the word. John 6 and 63. The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and to life. Amen. So, the spiritual thing that he's comparing is God and his word. That is spirit thing. But he says he's comparing it with spirit. What is spirit? Us. You are word compatible. Being that you a word product you makes you compatible to the word. Now those things that are spiritual, I can com- those things that are spiritual things, I can now compare them with those who are spiritual. Amen. Meaning I can see the word in an attest to who you really are. I can speak about God in an attest to who you really are. But when those things attached to you, it's giving you God's mindset so you can speak of God, you can think like God, and you can manifest the things of God. No longer is there a misconception. That caused you to hinder your manifestation. You now have become attached to the truth. Look what it says. 14. This ain't where I wanted to stop, but this is going to be my closing verse. We're going to start off part two of this. This is good. This is good. God was giving me this. I ain't know he was going to release it like this. But God, God, oh my. Look what it says. It says, but the natural man receiving not the things of the Spirit of God. The natural man. The worldly minded man. What they say. It says, the natural man receiving not the things of the Spirit of God. This is what it's saying. Those of the world, those who are natural, cannot receive God's mindset. They can't get God's concept. They can't think the godly thought because they're filled with the spirit of the world, meaning they have the world concept and the world thoughts. So when you go to them telling the great things of God, they just can't grab it. Glory to God. It said, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. They laugh at you. No, why could they say, for they are foolishness to him. They don't want to hear all that God stuff. Ain't nobody want to hear about all that going to church, man, and being saved. But they can't grab it because a different mind is operating in them that is operating in you. They have a different spirit that is in them than a spirit that is in you. Because you have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit that is of God. Meaning they have a worldly mind and you have a godly mind. So you speak God things and you manifest godly activity. They speak worldly things and manifest worldly activity. But the reality to who you are when you receive the spirit of God proves that now you have come into the identity of who you truly are. 
See, this is the thing. The Spirit of God can never come into a place that is not like God. You have to be saved in order to get God's Spirit to come and live in you. God's Spirit can't live in an unholy place. So the access of his mind doesn't come until Jesus Christ is made Lord over your life. It says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all things are of God. So the God's spirit is doing, okay, I see he's been saved. All things have passed away. This is a new creature. He's of God. I can come and live in him. I can take God's thoughts and I can release it to him. And he'll begin to say and think and manifest those things of God. Because I now can receive from God, which I am the spirit of God. Release my, God's mindset into his spirit. Then he subject his mind into that, that mindset that God has released it to him. Now his concept is a God concept. Now the way he sees himself in a godly manner, then everything he sees is from a godly perspective. You see, the Spirit of God can't rest in a place that's not like God. So being that you have access to God's mindset, meaning that now you have God's, you're back to your original design. That's all I need to say. You're back to your original design. It said that they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Verse 14. But verse 15 says, But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged to no man. Look at verse 16 say, For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. They don't say we have to go get it. They say we have the mind of Christ. That means we have the concept of Christ. That means we have the concept of Christ. We have the perception of Christ. So whatever his mind instructed him in a way to view himself is the same way our mind instructs us to view him, ourselves the way he view himself. In his image. After his life. In his image. After his life. Man, I, I, I want to read this from the, the Passion version and I'm done. I'm going to close out for time and say, but man, this stuff's good. Look what it says in, in, the, in the Passion Version. I've, been, I've really fallen in love with this Bible, this, this Passion Version of the Bible, man. It's been a blessing to me. Amen. Amen. But look what it says. I'm, I'm going to read the last verse. I'm going I'm to start at verse 12. But follow along in your Bible. Look what it says. I'm going to start at 10. Can I start at 10? Yes. Man. It says, but God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. I mean, God is revealing realities by His Spirit. His mindset now can come into us by way of His Spirit. And it says, yes, He has revealed to us His inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit, who constantly explores all things. After all, who can really see into a person's heart? And how and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit. So it is with God. His thoughts and secrets are fully understood by his spirit, the spirit of God. You hear that? It says, so is it with God. His thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit, the spirit of God. Then it comes to say, for we did not receive the spirit of this world system. But the spirit of God. So if I don't have the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God, that means his thoughts and secrets are fully understood by me too. So that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. And we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the spirit. That means we don't say what we won't say. We say what the spirit says. And not with the words taught by human wisdom. It said we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the mind of God, his spirit. And not with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together spirit revealed truths with spirit revealed words. Someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's spirit. 
That means somebody who is living on the level of the world will reject what God's mind reveals to them. But for they make no sense to him. He can't understand the revelation, which is revealed knowledge, of the Spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the Spirit. Those who live in the Spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things. And they are subject to scrutiny of no one but God. For who has ever, this one I want you to get, for who has ever intimately known the mind of the Lord Yahweh well enough to become his son? But look what it said. Christ has. And we possess Christ's perceptions. That's what it said. They said, who has known God's mind that can counsel God? Christ does. And we possess Christ's perception. So, who has God's mind? Jesus do. But we have Jesus' perception. So, this is what it's saying. Who has God's mind? Jesus do. King James Version said, we have Jesus' mind. So, Jesus got God's mind, then we have God's mind as well. But then it come on and say, we possess Christ's perception. So, if we have God's mind, it causes us to possess Christ's perception. So, me having God, Jesus having God's mind, giving me Jesus' mind, which gives me God and Jesus' mind, giving me possession of Christ's perception. So, if I have Christ's perception, the mind of Christ that I have, now gives me the ability to view myself the way Christ viewed himself, because I have his perception. The way you view yourself. I want to read this statement and then I'm closing out. Man, it's good. We got to have a part two of this. Amen. Amen. We're dealing with identity, perception, all this stuff. We're going to teach this stuff. This is what I want to close out with. As believers, we possess the Holy Spirit who reveals the thoughts and purposes of Christ. The revelation of the kingdom of God that Jesus preached was not understood by the intellect of men, but by those who welcome his truth. Humanly speaking, no one can understand the mysteries of God without the Holy Spirit. Those who have the Holy Spirit now possess the perceptions of Christ's mind and can implement his purposes in the earth. It says those who have the Holy Spirit now possess the perceptions of Christ's mind. So how Christ, now now that we have the Holy Spirit, I can now see myself the way Christ's mind saw himself. Amen. I can now view me how he viewed himself. Because I have his mind giving me his perception. So how I thought about me to acquire the information of all these years, I cannot throw all that away and begin to think of me and view me like Christ viewed himself. Amen. I'm going to close out before we're going to start with that next scripture. We're going to start right there. We're going to end there. I hope y'all took good note. Because, man, we're going to start right there. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand for that word. Amen. Amen. Glory to God.